Shalom to all. Today's off is Pesachim Daf Ayin Vav. We are starting Ayin Hamud Bays, six lines off from the bottom with the brand new Mishnah. Today's daf is sponsored Le'ilu Nishmas Mars Malka Basar Ba'aren. Her Neshama should have an Aliyah. And we're continuing to talk about roasting the Karman Pesach and potential issues that could arise. The Mishnah tells us Naga Bacharse Shel Tanur. Let's say the Karman Pesach itself touched the earthenware part of the oven while it was roasting. Yiklafes Makayma. We have to peel off the area that touched the oven. That's because that area got cooked by the oven itself, and we know it has to be cooked by fire. And it's not being cooked by fire; it's being cooked by the oven, not of Meirot Let's say some of the roitev, some of the juices or liquid of the Karm Pesach dropped onto earthenware, v'chazer elov, and then that juice splashed back onto the Karm Pesach. Yitlas makaymay, we have to remove a whole chunk out of the Karm Pesach. Again, that's because that juice was heated up by this cheres, by the earthenware, and again, that's not considered sliesh. What about not of Meirot Some of the juice of the Karm Pesach dropped onto flour, yikmatzes makaymay, so then we have to take away a whole handful of flour. That's because it was heated up by the flour and it wasn't heated by the fire. Let's say they smear the Karm Pesach with Truma oil. If the whole Chaburah of this Karm Pesach are Kayanim, Yechelus, then they're allowed to eat it. However, if this is a group of Yisraelim and now it has this Shemin Shel Truma on it, if it's still raw, they just wash it off because raw meat doesn't really absorb. However, if it was already roasted, then they have to peel off the outer layer because it absorbed a little bit of it. If they had smeared the Karm Pesach with Maeser Sheni oil, the person that owns this carbon Pesach, he's not allowed to charge extra to the people of the Chabura, to the people that are registered to it, because you're not allowed to redeem Maeser Sheni in Yerushalayim, which means you're not allowed to sell Maeser Sheni in Yerushalayim. And if he's charging them extra for this oil, that means he's selling them Maeser Sheni oil. So therefore, he's not allowed to charge them extra for it. Just learned of three different concepts in the Mishnah. There's peeling, which is a klipa. That is done only when the outer layer was affected. Whereas Natila, which is removing a larger piece, that's required only when there's more absorption or the Isser went deeper into this thing that we're discussing. And then there's hadacha, there's rinsing, which is when there isn't really so much iser and you could just rinse it off and no peeling, there's no klipa or natilo that needs to be removed. And now we're going to be getting involved in a sugya, which is known in the Elam HaYeshivas as a velt sugya. This is something that is very important. This is where many halachas of tarevis are learned from in this upcoming Gemara. So let's pay attention. It's very exciting. The Gemara says, Itmar, cham. We have hot into hot. This is either hot iser with hot heter or hot meat into hot milk. Divrakal aser, Everyone agrees that it's Usr. Ayn Vav and on the top. The reason why it's going to be Usr is because the heat creates a transference of flavors. Therefore, they've absorbed the Isr, or this heat of meat and milk together creates Isr, and therefore, both of these items are going to be Usr. But if we have cold into cold, everyone agrees that's Mutter. There's no heat over here, so there's no transference of flavors. But what about We have hot into cold or cold into hot. What's the halach over there? Rav Amr, he says, The one that came from on top, that is what overpowers. He says, The one that was underneath, that overpowered. So if you're going to say, The top is what's overpowering. That means that if hot is being poured onto cold, so let's say hot Isser onto cold Heter, so then the hot is going to overpower the cold, it's going to cook it a little bit, there's going to be transferred some flavor, and it's going to be usser. Whereas if you hold Tata Gavar, then you would have to say only if the cold is poured onto the hot, then the hot which is underneath, that has the ability to overpower the cold and make it usser, but not vice versa. So let's remember Ila Gavar and Tata Gavar. And Tanan, we're going to try to bring a rye for this from our Mishnah. Not of Mirat we had said if some of the liquid of the Karam Pesach dropped onto earthenware, the Chazar Elev, then it splashed back into the Karam Pesach, Yidlas Makaymai, we have to do a Natila, we have to remove part of the Karam 
Karim Pesach. Kosaka that the half a minus becher sinenus. That it's cold cheres. It's cold earthenware. It's not talking about the oven. It's talking about an earthenware plate. Let's say. And Bishlei Mil Rav according to Rav Damri Lagavar, he says he Lagavar Mishum Hachi Yitals Mekamai. That's the reason why I have to take out a whole piece of the Karim Pesach. The Azul Raitev because this liquid went Maratochel Lecheres. It heated up the earthenware. Vahadar Cheres Maratochel Raitev. Then the earthenware went and heated up this liquid again. So there was a transference of heat over here. The Chihadar Raitev Pesach. And now that this liquid went back into the Karim Pesach, Kometvi Pesach Machmas Chimusa the Cheres. The Karm Pesach was roasted because of the heat of the earthenware. Rahman Amar Latar says, Sli Esh has to be roasted by fire, but it's not to be roasted by something else. But El Shmuel, according to Shmuel, the Amar Tatal Gavar, he says, Tatal Gavar, Cheres, this earthenware, Kim Detsayan, who since it's cold, Akuri Maker Lele Raitev, it actually cools down this liquid. So Amayi tells Makamai, why do you have to remove a part of the carbon Pesach? It doesn't make sense. This liquid, once it went back into the carbon Pesach, didn't put any sort of Isser. It's not considered Sli at all. It's cold. So we answered, Amar Vyermi, Amar Shmuel. It's like Rav Yirmi, Amar Shmuel had said it. in the next part of Mishnah. Besides for Sachas, we're talking about hot flour. Hachanami, so to over here, Becheres or Seach, we're talking about hot earthenware. And therefore, we could say, Tata Gavar, and that's why it's Aser. Tanan, we have another tempted rye from our Mishnah. Not of Meretva Let's say some of the liquid of the Karim Pesach dropped onto flour. Yikmat says, Makamai, we have to remove a whole handful of flour. We're talking about cold flour. So Bishlam will rav according to Rav, the Amr Yilah Gavar, the Yilah Gavar, Mishim Hachi Yikmat says, Makamai, that's why we have to remove a whole clump of flour. The Matachal Asailas, the Hadar Hujane, because it heated up the flour in a whole area around the flour. Silas, and now this hot flour went and heated up the liquid itself from the Karim Pesach. The Kamatri right of Machos Chaim Musa the Silas, and now this liquid is being heated up because of the heat of the flour. Rechmana Amar the Tarsh says Sliyesh, it has to be roasted by fire. Vlo Sli Machos Davar Acher, it's not to be roasted by something else. El Al Shmuel, but according to Shmuel, the Amar Tata Gavar, the Tata's Gavar. So Silas, this flour, given the Sinanasi, since it's cold, a Kurika Maker Lay, it cools it down. It doesn't heat it up. Why do we have to remove a whole clump of flour? So Amar Vir Amar Shmuel, he had said besides for Sachas. We're talking about hot flour, and that's why we can also say Tata Gavar over here. And tonight we have another attempted rye from Meshnah. We had said that if they smear the Karim Pesach with Shuma oil, if it was a group of Kaihanim Yechelu, they're allowed to eat of Yimshal Yisrael. However, if it was a group of Yisraelim, they're not allowed to eat the Karim Pesach. So if the Karim Pesach is still raw, they could just wash it off because it didn't absorb anything. However, if it was roasted, then they have to peel off the outer layer of the Karim Pesach. So Bishlam the Ravis makes sense according to Rav. The Amar Ilah Gavar. So Amti Al Hachi, we've reached the stage. It's enough just to peel off the outer layer. Because the thing that was ilah, which is the oil, that's cold, and therefore nothing happened. It might have went in just a little bit into the Karim Pesach, but nothing was really absorbed, and therefore you just peel off the outer layer. But according to since the Karim Pesach itself is hot, so it absorbs all this oil. Why is it enough just to peel it off? It should be completely usher. That's because it absorbed all this oil into the entirety of the Karim Pesach, so the whole Karim Pesach should be usher. The Gemara answer is no. Shani Sicha, smearing the Karim Pesach with oil is different. Damashu Ba'almahu Davida, he just puts on a little bit of oil and therefore it didn't absorb enough for it to have gotten into the Karim Pesach itself. And that's why we could just peel off an outer layer. And now the Gemara tells us, Tanik of Asadi Shmuel, we actually have a Braiso like Shmuel, that Tata Gavar. Cham Cham, hot into hot, Asr, it's going to be Asr. Vechain, Tsayin, Shinas Cham, also cold that was placed into hot, Asr, that's also Asr. So we see right over here, Tata Gavar. But now the Braiso continues, Cham we have hot into cold or cold into cold, Medi you can just wash it off. We ask on this. Hot into cold. You can wash it off. But since it's hot, I'd make her lay as the cold tata'a is cooling down the hot ilah. It's impossible. It's not going to absorb just a little bit. So klipa me anybody. It should at least have to have a little bit of a klipa taken off. It might not be usher and gansin. It might not be usher completely, but it should at 
least have to have a little bit of a klipa taken off. Gemara says, El Ema, you're right. And when you have hot into cold, then you have to peel off a little bit of the layer. But when it's cold into cold, Nick just wash it off. And we have a brisa which is almost identical. Another brisa. We have hot meat that fell into hot milk. Or we have cold that fell into hot. Usher, that's going to be usher. Again, we see Tatagavar. Hot into cold. Or cold into cold, Nick just wash it off. And again, we ask the same question. We had said the hot into cold, you can just wash it off. But since it's hot, I had make her lay as the cold is cooling down the hot. It's impossible, it's not going to absorb even a little bit. We should at least peel off a little bit. You're right, let's say, hot into cold, then you should peel. If it's cold into cold, then we can just wash it off. And now, we had just said in this bracha, cold into cold can be washed off. He says, that's only taught that's only if it wasn't salted. If it was salted, usher, it's going to be usher. Damar Shmuel, he says, something which is salted is just like it's boiling hot. In the same way that we know when something's hot, that is able to overpower something which is cold. So to something which is not hot, but it's salted, that has the ability to overpower something that's cold, and there could be a transference of flavor. And kavosh, something which is pickled, that's just like cooked, which means if we have two items together in a jar, let's say, and they're not being cooked together, they're just being pickled together. Rashi says it has to be with vinegar. Other Mepharshim say it's allowed to even be with water. If they're together for 24 hours, that's Consider like they're cooked together, and there's going to be a transference of flavors. Amarava, he says, That what Shmuel had said, that salted is just like it's hot. It's not able to be eaten because it's so salty. If you're able to eat it, even though it's very salty, so then that's not considered kareseach. And we have a story about this. We have this young pigeon. It fell into a pitcher of kamcha, which is kutach, which we know is milchik, and it's also very salty. He allowed this pigeon to be eaten. Amarav, he said, Man milsa, who is wise enough to permit such a thing like this? If not for Rav he's a great man. He would tell you, that which Shmuel had said, that something which is salted is just like it's hot, that's only when it's so salty you're not able to eat it because it's so salty. But hi, this kutach, it's able to be eaten even though it's very salty and therefore there's no transference of flavors and no isra is going to be created over here. And that's only chai if we're talking about raw meat, avotzli. But if the meat was roasted by klipa, then we would have to peel off the outer layer because there is going to be some absorption. And that was only said el delespepili. If the meat doesn't have cracks in it, avotzli. But if the meat has cracks in it, usher, then it's going to be completely usher because then it is highly absorbent. And if batavli, and if it was seasoned with spices, usher, then it's also going to be completely usher. Rashi says because seasoned meat is very soft and has the ability to absorb much more, and therefore it's going to be usher in that case. And more halachas. Amar Rav Rav says. We have kosher meat, shamin, which is very fatty, that was roasted in basar nevela, with basar nevela, which means it's treif meat, kachosh, which is very not fatty, it's very lean. Asr, that kosher meat is asr. My time, why is that? They fatten each other up. What does that mean? Rashi explains that these two meats are roasting in an oven, and they're completely separate from each other, so they're not touching each other. However, the reach, the aroma of the fatty kosher meat, is absorbed into the non-kosher meat. It kind of flies through the air and goes into the non-kosher meat, and now this non-kosher meat is considered to have some sort of fat of its own, and now there's non-kosher aroma, which is going to be reabsorbed into the kosher meat, and that's why it's going to be usher. The Levi, Amr Levi argues, and he says, Afilu Even if we have lean kosher meat, and is being roasted with non-kosher fatty meat, so the source of the isser is the non-kosher meat. Mutter, it's still mutter. Now my time, why is that? It's just reach, it's just aroma. And aroma, reach, is not really anything of substance, and therefore it can't give an isser to something else. 
Now, this is very important. Let's try to remember this. This is called Recha Milsa or Recha Lav Milsa. And the way we could remember this is according to Rav, Rav says Recha Milsa. Whereas Levi would say Loi, Levi would tell us that Recha is Lav Milsahi. Okay, so we have Rav and Levi. And now we have a story. of Levi Ovda Beirish Galusa. Levi Paskin the case in the house of Reish Galusa, Begadi with a goat, the Dover Acher, which was roasted with the Dover Acher, which we know is a Chazer. And he said that it's Kasher. That's because Recha Lav Milsahi. Mesve, now we're going to ask a question. We know we're not to roast two carbon pesachs together because of tarivis. There's going to be some sort of mixing over here. My love doesn't mean tarivis tamim. That there's going to be some sort of mixture of flavors. Vikasha Levi, and this is a question on Levi because we see that there's going to be recha milsahi. They're not being roasted literally touching each other. They're just being roasted in the same oven. And nonetheless, we see that they're usher. Obviously, recha milsahi. So we say no. That's because we're going to actually mix them up. We're afraid that one chabura is going to take the wrong carbon pesach. And that's why it's usher. And achenam is It's actually logical to say that. Megatani say for the sake of that brasher says afilu gedivitle. Even if the two carbon pesachs that are being roasted here, one of them is a goat and one of them is a lamb, it's still usher to roast them together. And there's really no reason to think that they might get mixed up. One's a lamb and one's a goat. Nonetheless, it's still usher. And iam bishleim negufin. If you want to say the whole isra over here is that they might get mixed up, meaning the actual carbon pesach might get mixed up. Hayatani. That's why the Mishnah clarifies and says afilu gedivitle. Even if it's two different types. If you want to say that the whole isra is that the Flavoring is going to get mixed up, and that Recha Milsahi, what does it make a difference if we're talking about two different types or the same type? It doesn't make a difference. There's just a transference of flavors over here. And the reason why it's Usr is because we might accidentally mix up the carbon Pesach, but in regards to having the flavors mixed, there's no issue. And therefore, we see that Recha Lav Milsahi. So the Gemara asks, let's say this Brisa could actually be used as a stira on Rav, that Recha Lav Milsahi. And Rav says that Recha is Milsa. So Amr of Yirmiya, he says, no, what's that brass talking about? He had roasted it in two pots. And therefore, it's not talking about Recha because there's no Recha in between two pots. You really think that you roast it in a pot? You're not allowed to roast the carbon pesach in a pot. It has to be roasted over the open fire. It's not allowed to be cooked in a pot. So the answer is, you're right. Let's say that what does this mean? You roasted it in a way that it was like it was being roasted in two pots, which means that there was a big heap of coals in between these two different carbonites, and therefore there wasn't going to be any transference. This is what we're saying. We're not roast two pesachim together. Because there's going to be some sort of mixing. My tarevis, what mixing is going on over here? Tarevis tamim. There's going to be some sort of transfer of flavors because recha milsa and vafilu kein shdekaderis. And even if you want to say that it's like two pots, meaning there's this wall in between and there's not going to be a transfer of flavors. The lekat tarevis tamim. There's no issue of flavors. Usher, it's still usher. Mishim tarevis gufin. That's because each group might get mixed up. Which one is theirs? And therefore, you're not allowed to roast these two together. Vafilu kedivitle. Even we're talking about a goat and a lamb. Nonetheless, you're not allowed to roast them together. Amar of Mari Kitanai. It's actually Machlekas Tanai, whether or not Recha Milsa. We have a Mishnah. Haray the Paschama, someone takes hot bread, and he places it on top of a barrel of wine of Truma. Rav Meir Eiser, Rav Meir says the bread is Aser. Rabbi Yehuda Matri says the bread is Mutter. Rabbi Yaisi, Matri Mishal Chitin, Rabbi Yaisi permits his bread if it's made out of wheat, but Aser Mishal Sa'ern, he does not allow you to eat if it's made out of barley, because barley draws forth from the wine. Now, my love, Tanai, isn't this Machlekas Tanai? The Marsav, Rabbi Yehuda holds Recha Lav Milsahi. Recha Lav Milsa, and therefore this bread's not Aser. Marsav and Meir holds Recha Milsahi. The Recha is Milsa. And the Gemara further analyzes. Lulevi Vadi Tanahi. According to Levi, it's for sure Machlekas Tanaim. But Lurav, name of Tanahi, according to Rav, is it really Machlekas? 
Machlekes Tanaim. Rav Melcha Rav Rav will tell you the Kuli Alma Recha Milsahi. All these Tanaim hold that Recha is Milsa. Lavit Mar Allah Dahi. Wasn't it taught on this Mishnah that Amar Rav Barachana Amar Shlakesh the Pascham of Chavas Psucha when the bread is hot and the barrels open Derekal Aser everyone agrees Aser because there's hot bread is going to draw forth the aroma of the wine and it's going to be Aser. But Pascham is Chavas Megufa if the bread is cold and the barrel sealed Derekal Mutter everyone agrees Mutter there's no Recha over here it's completely sealed in the barrel. Lainechkli the whole Machlokes in the Mishnah is Al Pascham of Chavas Chasuma we're talking about hot bread but a closed barrel or Pascham Nenes Chavas Psucha cold bread and an open barrel and the question is whether or not this combination of factors has the ability to say that there's actually Reich over here which is even being transferred but for sure Reich Milsa and Vahanami in this case we had mentioned above where Rav had taught us Reich Milsa which is the two meats that were being roasted in the same oven that is the same exact thing as hot bread and an open barrel and Tani Rav Kahana bread Rav Chinnah Saba he taught the following Brisa Pas Shafa Im Tzlibatanur we have bread that was baked with something else roasting in the oven Asr La'achla B'Kotcha you're not allowed to eat that bread with kutach because kutach is milchigs and we know that this bread absorbed some of the aroma of the meat and therefore the bread is a little bit fleshigs therefore you're not allowed to eat it with milchigs and ahi benise we have this fish the itva bahadi bisra it was roasted along with meat also Rav and Prazikia did not allow this fish to be eaten with this milchig dip and mar baravashi amar afilo milchanami asur you're not allowed to even eat it with salt which means you're not allowed to even eat this fish at all why mishum dekashi lerecha uledavar acher because it's bad for reach, it causes a person to have a bad smell. Fish cooked with meat is bad for reach, and Ladaver Acher Rashi says it's saras, a person could get saras, and that's why this fish that was cooked with this meat is ushered to eat completely. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a fresh Mishnah. Everyone should have a wonderful day.